Hi guys, this podcast, checking in with Hedda is hard, and I think you might know why. This is the decade that Hedda dies, and it's kind of hard saying goodbye to her at this stage. I got used to talking about her every week and finding out new things about her. And the fact is that I'm not done finding out stuff about my great-grandmother. This class has given me an opportunity to explore her past through a series of documents and conversations with family members. And while this decade makes me sad because I really don't like the fact that she dies, the fact is she's been dead for a while now. And so in a sense, I'm revisiting the loss, but that loss happened a while ago. And what I also noticed is that during the course of this quarter, she was very much alive. She was with us. I introduced her to you. I admit a lot of you want deviled eggs, her deviled eggs. So... On the one hand, it's a hard podcast to start, but I realize that, you know, the proof is in the pudding. I think we've all enjoyed exploring her life, and I'm going to continue, and so that's how I'm going to keep her alive for a little while longer. But I do want to tell you, um, the decade of the 80s is the decade when my family returned to Belgium in 1982. And I got to see Hedda a lot more often, whereas for the first sort of in the 70s up until 82 I only saw her in the summer once I mean I saw her a couple of times in the summer and I had this sort of very sort of restrained experience of my great-grandmother in the summer now I got to see her throughout the year sometimes I would drop by her place obviously not unannounced you don't do that to an 80 year old woman but I saw her more often and I saw her in different circumstances sometimes She wasn't as well put together as she might have liked. Sometimes we just sat around and had tea. Always, she spoke German to me. She didn't speak French with me. That she spoke with her grandchildren. But because my mother was German, is German, for some strange reason, she spoke in German with me. And um, this is also the decade as she's growing older, as, as you know, I'm seeing her more often, but I'm seeing less of her in a way, that one of the most emblematic images of Hedda happens. So this is, this is late. This is sometime probably the summer of 1985. And I know it's the summer because we're at the beach. And something you might have noticed about Hedda, I don't know if I talked about how she dressed, but she was an unbelievably elegant woman. And there are photographs of her in the portfolio where you can see that this woman always wore pantyhose. I mean, she wore heels and she wore skirts and dresses. I don't think I ever saw her wearing a pair of pants. And she was her hair was always impeccable. And as she grew older and her hair grew thinner... She didn't lose her vanity. She might have been losing her hair, but she wasn't losing her vanity. So she started wearing really elegant wigs. She had a, a particular one. And she said, so she always had a wig on so that she would look put together. She always had lipstick on. I actually never saw her without lipstick all the way to the end. Um, and she always had fantastic jackets. But this, this memory I have of her. So I think it's the summer of 1985, maybe 86. Um, it was a hot summer and she was not wearing pantyhose. She was not wearing any of her fancy jackets. She was wearing one of her daughter's moo's at the beach and she wasn't wearing a wig. And I honestly thought <laughs> somebody had taken her over, but, um, she was sitting at the beach with her 
naked feet in the sand, nibbling on salt pretzel sticks, enjoying herself like she was 12 years old. She had a mischievous grin on her face as she nibbled on these things and looked at me. And she raised a relatively penciled eyebrow and just handed the bag to me, just saying, you want some? I'm never going to forget Hedda that way. I mean, to me, she will always be a very elegant woman. But I think part of what was so fascinating about her was that that elegant woman with the wig and with the high-heeled shoes and the lipstick, that, high, that, that was her front. And the real Hedda, I think, was the one nibbling at the age of 86 on a bag of salted pretzel sticks at the beach, finally not caring enough because now we could see her exactly as she was. No wig, no, just a moo-moo. Oh God, that look was, that was strange. The summer after that, I, um, I went away. I traveled. And that is the summer that Hedda decided she'd had enough. Literally. It was the summer of 1987. She was going to turn 87 on August 10th, as you know. And sometime in June... My mother told me she just, uh, she'd had enough. She was bored. Most of her friends were gone. I mean, clearly, you know, she, there wasn't much for her to get dressed for anymore. And so in June, she sort of, uh, she stopped. She wasn't interested in eating anymore. She stayed home. She stayed in bed. She pretty much told my mother she was done with it. She, she'd had enough. And in true head of fashion, when she put her head to something, she, uh, she accomplished it. And so around uh, the beginning of July, probably, you know, just a month before she was going to turn 87, Hedda breathed her last breath and passed on to another realm. And that's that. That's the 80s for Hedda. Yeah. Well, I'm really grateful you guys stuck around for this story this long. And I hope you realize that while, you know, Hedda wasn't around when I started telling the story, she's been gone for, wow, how many years? 30 years now? She's still very much alive in my mind. And I'm really grateful you guys gave me the opportunity to rediscover her and start writing about her. And maybe someday I'll publish a book about her with a lot more details. Until then, well, so long, Hedda. I love you.